Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the YMM Podcast on behalf of Totsky. I'm Steve. I am Tito. I'm Ash. No, we're, we're here at uh, Living Room Studios. Yeah, another uh, t- uh, Pods Without studios. Todds. Yeah. Yeah, I, this this one uh, was actually my fault. I was like, I'm like we're, we're doing a podcast this week. We have to do a <laughs> podcast. We haven't done one in forever. And bonus time is back. I'm, I'll be dead before I let him show us up. <laughs> he doesn't with even his, listen. With his new fancy theme song. Yeah. <laughs> and his season two vibes. Yeah. yeah. I actually, re- I recorded an episode with him, so shout out bonus time. Good <laughs> yeah. first episode, actually. I liked it. Oh, it's it's cool when you're it's on right. it, but when you're not on it, it's not cool anymore. Oh, no. I, Says I, Ashley, who's going to be on it again soon. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I found, I, I, I just, I just find the them season? as like complimentary podcasts because like, yeah. Like especially the episode you guys did, yeah. It's like such a good, um, uh, uh, fear the Walking Dead to our Walking Dead. <laughs> we already, yes, we already know the name of the episode, but I'm not going to say it and ruin it because. Oh I'm really? Super it's not about excited. fucking hedgehogs, is it? No. What the fuck? Why <laughs> are you gonna be like that? S- Why you gotta have the hedgehog hate? I saw that um, uh, Rogue has her own Instagram. She does. She's going to be Insta famous. I bet she will, actually. She already has like <laughs> 1,400 and, and hedgehogs. Fourteen hundred followers. What? No, nah, that's a lie. I was like, going to say, I'm like, the fuck? Nah, like, Cash in on that. How do we yeah. make that like make money 14, for us? T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. 14 followers. We should, we should Photoshop photos of Rogue like Rogue. <laughs> from the X-Men Oh, my God. Then, like, you got, we can find an artist to do that, right? Yeah. What? Like, yeah. Anyway, um, actually, interesting. Yeah, fourteen followers. You okay. go rogue. Just 14. off, just off by the thousand, uh, thousand multiplier. No, but that's okay. Carry the why. Um, um, actually, uh, I, I had an interesting observation from our last uh, episode that um, it actually has to do with the um podcast awards that were nominated in this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Todd had mentioned that how our podcast is a little bit hard to get into. Because we have a tendency of just jumping into things because we know who our listeners are and, mm. and they're all up to speed. But we, we, we often and that's and it's nobody's specific fault. It's just like a, a, a group fault yeah. that, that we're just we, we fail to consider that a podcast might be someone's first podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually thinking about like, you know, like uh, broad... I think about it all the time, but no one listens to me. I'm just kidding. Shut up, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking broad strokes, like if if like everyone around the table, you know how we close closing remarks or whatever. Yeah. Why don't we just say what we've been up to in the last week, like uh, on projects or or personal stuff and all that sort of stuff. Um, like, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to ask whether or not Ashley's menstruating this week, but like, I just mean like broad <laughs> strokes. Well, right? you kind of did it in a, in, a, in a roundabout way. I was about to be a dick and be like, oh, almost like. Uh, 
pre-produced segment bits that are the same week to week like a certain podcast that oh yeah yeah i of. hate i hate <laughs> it so much uh hollywood babylon which is a podcast that kevin smith does with ralph garman is also like the what they talk about is unscripted but they have segments that are scripted yeah. and and it bothers me because i feel that it breaks the flow and i really like um, I actually, I feel, I feel, I just, yeah. I feel the complete opposite. I'm, and it's I'm a personal, the, personal yeah. take, right? Where, and I think it comes from being a radio guy, because mm. like Ralph Garman is the guy who sets up the show every week. Yeah, and Kevin kind of comes to the table he, and makes he just jokes. Brings the funny, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and it, it's it's interesting because like I really like Smodcast because of the fact that it's just Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier shooting the shit every week, mm-hmm. and they just go on random tangents, right? Yeah. But I guess it's a, it, for er, for every type, there's a flavor, right? Which is, so. I was just gonna say, it's it's they got their uh, it's all Ben and Jerry's, but it's different yeah. flavors of ice cream. Interestingly yeah. enough, I'm not a fan of Ben and Jerry's at all. Oh man, uh, did you try the Jimmy Fallon the Tonight Dough? Every time so I look, here's so the thing: good. I haven't even tried it because when I see a Ben and Jerry's, I, I, I'm like, "There's just too many flavors in this in this canister." <laughs> yeah. Oh, they knew, yeah. You like, there's like, always a flavor I like don't a, like. Are you like a Häagen-Dazs type? I really guy? am, actually. Yeah, yeah okay. much like, more simple. Hagen-Dazs. Like three flavors max. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah legit. Yeah. Neapolitan. Yeah. What was that? What's that whole adage from uh, King of the Hill where it's like? It's like I. Uh, he's like, well, yeah, the burgers are perfect. All of them are uh, medium, medium rare. And he's like, what if someone wants a, a, a theirs well done? He's like, well, we asked them firmly yet politely to please leave. To please yeah. leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the chef hates you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, like I mean, there's been a lot going on actually the last couple of weeks. Once you get us started. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess uh, it's interesting because uh, I guess uh, Harpin from or on the bat on the coattails of our last podcast. Um, I finally figured out what how I'm going to close out IYMM Volume 1, and I've basically decided that January is going to be reveal month. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I have it. enough nominations to close out the month, and I'm just slowly revealing all the people that nominated everyone for IYMM, and it's been cool. It's like it's interesting seeing all like the positivity mm-hmm. being spread across, right? And I'm glad because it's like... Oh, I, I can finally like you must put a book face in. your accuser. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, eh? yeah. Like I, I have yet to see someone be like, "You piece of shit!" <laughs> like, how yeah. dare you nominate me? But like, it's all been, it's all been really. Uh, it's, it's nice because when the nom- when the nominees were first being announced, there was like, um, there was something that really disheartened me at the beginning of the project, where, um, there were a couple of nominees that were Middle Eastern. Yeah, I and knew I this started, was coming, yeah. Yeah, and I started getting some hate on like the IYMM some page. Straight xenophobia just, up in the house. Yeah, straight yeah. up. Like and I was like so taken aback because I'm like I'm like these people like and, and I'm from, not like, argumentative locals? online. What's that? From like locals giving I, must I mean, be presumably because, Facebook locals. Who who would who else would comment aside from people from Fort Murray? Yeah, I suppose, hey. Yeah, and so like uh, I mean I did I did the responsible thing in the sense that I was I reported the post and I just block them from the page because yeah. I'm like, I don't need this shit in my life, no, no, right? No. Yeah. But like, and, and neither does the person that was nominated, no, right? God, well, no. it's, and I mean, it's just trying to like, just like scratch up that shine. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Like, and I mean, it's interesting because a lot of people are like, well, if, why, you guys always just focus on the positive. But yeah, but IYMM was designed to be that. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, so. It's not a social commentary on like. <laughs> On the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, yeah. no, it was supposed to be celebrating what these people have done that have inspired other people to nominate yeah. them. And like, right? For I, sure. I, I fucking I laugh at that whole idea of like, 
you focus too much on the po- I, I can't trust you because you're too positive or I can't like yeah. you because everything is so amazing and excites you all the time and it's just like well no not everything is great but like when there is stuff that's great why not make a big deal out of it because mostly stuff is crap yeah yep. uh, okay. like, like negative doesn't need any help in this world no, why, yeah. not, why not give positivity just a little push why absolutely not? Ke- Kevin Smith uh, actually mentioned something on his podcast a couple of weeks back for the New Year's one basically saying that like in, in, in 2017 with the inauguration and everything a lot of people are it's hard not to carry the negativity negativity of 2016 into 2017 but he said like th- like if you feel the world is too negative go out and create some positive right yeah exactly. like spread yeah. spread the positivity pay it forward as it were right absolutely so, so yeah, yeah i mean so there's been that and i you know it's interesting because it is it is also self-serving it's actually uh it's it's actually made me a bit more productive and a bit more like i'm feeling like i'm finally closing this off at least volume one i haven't mm-hmm. really decided right, what right. volume two is yeah and, and it's interesting because, like, at the same time, I see other people making cool stuff, and it makes me want to do more cool stuff. Like, um, Cecily started, like, a Let's Play thing on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I was watching Celery. it, and I'm like, this is really entertaining, and it looks really fun. And then you copied, I, I Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I copied what everyone on the internet is doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but like, I go, <laughs> but, but it was that one person. Game, right? Yeah, pretty much. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not making a, I'm not making money off of this Every at passing all. moment. It's funny, too, because that, it was like, I thought it was really funny to me. Like, I had, I had a real laugh uh, thinking about the fact that, like, it's on the heels of everybody talking about how YouTube is just not um, a revenue stream anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just like, you cannot make a living wage making videos on YouTube like so many people, like some people have... Be- made their riches made their fortunes mm-hmm. off of youtube just doesn't work that way anymore no nope. and so you're like so i'm gonna dive right in there yeah. with regular content <laughs> yeah, now, that, now that i know i won't be a seller if i do it exactly <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. It, it, it's uh, well it's funny because it, i did it for two reasons uh the first reason was because i play video games anyway and it, and it makes me feel like i'm being productive while playing yeah. video games because it allows me to think while i'm doing it like i'm actually because I'm, I'm doing like a commentary while i'm, while I'm playing yeah mm-hmm. and it helps me like Oh, I can flesh out these thoughts and all that. But the second reason was because of something uh, that Matt Pat from the game th- uh, game theorist and film theorist channel mentioned is that the way the algorithm for YouTube has changed is that it no longer awards really good short content, which is what it used to do. Yeah. Like if you had a short video and it was amazing, odds are it would go viral, right? But now YouTube has actually changed its algorithm where it's actually more modeled around subscriberships. And the and the videos that get the most attention are actually stuff that's uh uh uh, uh what's it called release release daily yeah like if you keep releasing day after day after day more attention comes to your channel and the longer because of retention yeah, yeah. so if you have content that people like to watch like let's plays it actually helps so I'm like oh well this may. Or may not, but it may yeah. uh, give some more attention to the YMM podcast channel, which is all of our other stuff. Right? Which, yeah. like, I mean, like, we we might as well which just rename it to like beast. the our experimental YouTube channel because, like, that is really truly yeah. what the YMM podcast YouTube channel is. It's it's so experimental. It's it's us trying different things, and it's not just us. Yeah, like it, it's it. That's what I really love about yeah. it. Like I like if you look at like I think we have like over two hundred well, like videos. It, it on does there represent now. like not all, but it certainly represents a facet of like filmmaking in Fort McMurray as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, even stuff that's not hosted on our channel directly, we link to, right? Yeah. Like if we find like community outreach and all that sort of stuff, right? So it's really interesting if you were like an outsider looking at our community community through that lens. Yeah. I would really like to see people's opinions because mm. there's, you know, there, it's like, wow, Steve sure is in a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Too much. But, but it's, but I mean, like I said, I mean, it, it's fun and, and it's like something to do. 
Uh, and, and like I was saying, like it has inadvertently actually helped me creatively because as you guys know, we're doing writing for Nirvana the mm-hmm. series right now. And it's, it's so crazy how as soon as I finish doing one of those, how I'm like, oh, this is how I should write this. And I'll just like leap right back into oh, writing. that's cool. Yeah, so it's because I guess it feels like, for some reason, it feels like it's like breaking the mental block. Yeah, and there's like accomplishment, right? Like, I mean, Achievement like, unlocked. Uh, yeah, it, like I find sometimes like when I have a bit of a mental block, I'll play a game like Final Fantasy, which is quest based mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And once I a get through a, a sandbox few quests... Too it kind of breaks that like hitting a wall feeling because I'm like, oh, I achieved this. I che-. Like, I mean, I know like the whole video games are a real life thing, but it totally helps but me the in psychological real life effect of like, something. it's actually funny because there's this video game that was really, really cool. Uh, Ascension? Amnesia mm. or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, uh, so you like start off the game as a character who has no idea where they came from and you're in this castle that kind of keeps getting devolved and it looks like it's being infected by something and there's scary stuff but it's not it's it's a survival game true true to form because there's no weaponry you do not defend yourself if you see something scary you run but it also has this uh, mechanic where it uh, has your your state of mind and so like the closer you are to the scary things the monsters and stuff like that the higher your uh your um like, like sorry the, the harder it is to like just do basic motor function oh, like man. you can't see any, anymore you can't walk anymore you're slow you're like you, like the, in a dream when the colors kind of get like desaturated and like yeah. yeah and so it has this total effect and you can actually check what your mental state is and you have to go into a quiet place and like actually take the time to calm down in the game in order to, to advance there to be was, able to get anywhere uh, there were two games recently that uh, there was a game recently that does that um, that Friday the 13th game right yes if you're one of the ca- uh, of the campers or whatever like if you see jason it affects your adrenaline and like you become slower yeah yeah um but it, and makes it easier for jason to get you but there was a game years ago uh it was technically a sequel to the thing it was the thing video game and in it like your party like the group that you're with if their fear goes too high if one of them is the thing he'll transform right right because of like the it's it's uh it's a quite That's interesting cool, yeah. element but to close it off um, it, you haven't seen it yet, but Black Mirror does a really good episode on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to see it. Shit. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Gotta watch that show for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like that's, uh, th- those are kind of the broad strokes of what I've been up to. There's, there's other stuff of course, but like, uh, I mean, we, we just had, uh, you guys sign, uh, some world's finest posters Yeah. because for the oh, first yeah. time ever, someone actually wants our signature. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And it's funny because they're like, uh, you could, if you could just send us a signed poster, that would be cool. So we're like, like, okay, so we'll order posters. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's it's quite interesting because it, it's quite it's interesting how that worked out because <laughs> normally we do just order posters when we finish the production, but this one in particular kind of we we didn't really get the time because we were yeah, so back to back on other projects. It fell on the heels of um, the good the survivor. other ones that we were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the good survivor had already come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was like. In the in the lull between Good Survivor and Nerdvana, and then like of course, the whole wildfire thing happened, and it was just like everything was insane. Yeah, so we did this fan film called World's Finest last year. It came out. It's I think it's I want to say it's like almost forty thousand views right now. Something Probably. somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like just, I mean, you just respectable, over. right? Um, and um, and it's actually nominated for uh, an award. It, it's fan actually one of the award. finalists for the Fan Film Awards two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Also, and, six official selections so far. Yeah. Oh, really? 
Oh, for this? Oh, wait, yeah. was that for Nirvana? That was for Nirvana. Okay. I think we're up to four or five. Four for, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. It was close anyway. Maybe more. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, what's interesting though is so um, the Fan Film Boys podcast, which is a new podcast, um, interviewed me about it because they're they're interviewing everyone who's been uh, one of the semifinals. And after the interview, they asked, you know, it's like, hey, if uh, we'd love to like uh, like give out up some of uh, movie posters mm-hmm. to some of our fans uh, that are signed by the directors and the filmmakers. And if you guys want to, we'd we'd love to do that with your guys. And we're like, oh wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So we just uh, we just did an official signing. Uh, so hopefully the first of many, we'll see. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's a gonna, weird feeling, eh? It's gonna go on someone's wall or in someone's garbage. Yeah, there either you way, go. <laughs> either way, Yay. either way. I'm that's happy. a nice poster. I really like it. No, I, I that's no commentary on the poster. The poster's awesome. I think, yeah, I think it's totally rad. I like it too. Yeah. So what about you, Steve? What have you been up to this week? Oh my goodness, so much. Um, it it was the first weekend uh, in a while. Uh, like I mean, I you kind of can't count the holidays. Like I definitely got some time off over the holidays, but like you almost, it's just like that sets you back to zero after the stress of the preparations for the holidays. Right. So like you don't join up with everybody in January feeling like 100%. You got, you need a little bit more R and R. So I was really looking forward to like an actual two day weekend to, uh, to get some R and R. And then I spent the uh, entire weekend being like productive Oh, nice! <laughs> and getting stuff done. Um, and it's partly because, uh, just recently we, we, um, like last year, uh, late in the year, my laptop, which has been like my workhorse and source of like all extracurricular creativity just died, just completely died. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to replace it, um, but I wanted to get something that was actually more dedicated, like editing Next machine. Next level shit. Well, exactly. I mean, uh, like it still works as like a laptop for dicking around on the internet. Hey, Minecraft. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe Minecraft, right? But like it can't handle editing anymore. It's just it, like the, the graphics card heats up too much, I guess, and it Plus, just shuts uh, the down. the software has changed so much now. Yeah. Like, like I'm noticing it actually, uh, Creative Cloud is slow on my Mac Pro now. Because it's because it, I've had this one since 2009. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's I just got a new like gaming PC. Yeah. But like now I'm I'm, I'm noticing I'm like holy crap it actually is slower on my <laughs> old one yeah. and that could handle 4K. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I like I we we built this computer uh, in mind for for editing, so it has like a solid state drive. It. Uh, you know, has a nice graphics card, a nice um, processor, and all that stuff. But the thing that was missing, the the thing that we couldn't afford right away, was a monitor. Yeah. So we're using a t- like an old TV, like a PlayStation 3D TV, and like yeah. the colors just weren't there for me. No. Like mm-hmm. I was, I, I've been doing a lot Plus of photo that, editing. Like one of the corners was blowing out. Somehow. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was starting to dim. Yeah. Actually, no, I was. I it was think like it's, it's that's where the buttons are. So I'm almost wondering if like whatever chipset where the buttons are is like was getting too hot and it was cooking the anyway cooking yeah. the LCD. Um, so yeah. we we just got a Boxing Day deal, got like a crazy insane deal on an ultra wide LG, which is fantastic for playing Overwatch and editing um, it's photos. Actually, and disgustingly massive. Even. Like, before, yeah, it is. when when Steve would be sitting up at the desk, I would be sitting on the couch like gaming. We could actually talk to each other. Yeah, he no. actually can't look past yeah. it to you look like at me anymore. Totally you have to look, <laughs> no, no, have to look underneath it. To like <laughs> That's hilarious. The only the only thing that would make it better is if it was just like you could touch a button and it would be transparent. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. futuristic t- Tony Stark shit. Yeah. Um, th- um, I wanted to ask you. So, like, I saw you posted some new photo sets that you did with uh, Celery Cecily yeah. Perry. Um, your, uh, your different colored backgrounds, was that the green screen and you guys just, no, uh, actually. And I'm like, I'm learning some really cool new things. And like, that was part that was, it was like part 
of a project to because uh, I always love when I start like new things to try new techniques. Like I always try to do it with video editing, with audio editing, and mm. with photo editing. Is that like try something a little bit new, try something a little bit different, get out of your comfort zone. And uh, so for this one, one thing that I was really struggling with was channel uh, with colors, color casts, and like kind of like background and, and manipulating images without distorting you know the subject of the image too or the much. Flesh tones, yeah. exactly. And uh, so uh, yeah, I've been uh, looking into all kinds of different stuff. And the inspiration was actually it's a music video. Uh, Oh, really? For uh, Lush Life from Zara Larson, there's just some really rich, colorful backgrounds, and they're actually done practically. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like they they might be manipulated after the fact, color corrected, but like they're definitely white background with lights projected on it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. So we were like, um, Steve was like looking, showing me through all the photos and stuff, and we were actually watching music videos while while Cecily was over, and I was like, oh man, it would actually be pretty sick if like I was like, you know, the color pops we're watching on this video, like I, I bet it w- would look cool if you put like a pop of color behind this. And Steve was like, oh my god, yes, <laughs> yes, I love this, I love this. So I've been yeah, like uh, experimenting on how to do that, and like think with some like sweet results. Yeah, it, like I was gonna say, like so, it looks really natural. All that exactly. It, it looks like it looks like we had like big professional lights, mm-hmm. like like floodlights set up here in the living room. Because all it is is uh, just in the living room. Actually, Ashley got me a ring light for Christmas mm-hmm. to uh, to help out, and so that was my first t- chance playing around with that. Um, and so that just made so, for some really like beautiful images captured anyway. But it was just here in the living room, and uh, just. Uh, yeah, all the all the color is just after manipulation, you know, post processing cool, and stuff. Man. And uh, you know, so I did two colors. I did like kind of like a pink and a blue, and I want to try the other colors mm-hmm. of the rainbow because colors play off skin tones and off of clothes differently. Mm-hmm. So like they were even though they look very similar, they were very different to edit mm-hmm. because of the way that they can like really augment how and your tone, subject looks right? exactly. Yeah, the tone of the frame yeah. of the picture. And 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 if it doesn't match right, it just doesn't look believable. Like mm-hmm. you, like you said, it doesn't look natural. Yeah. Uh, and I think that those photos ended up really well. And I've also been going through a backlog of photos too for for Sapphire Photography because um, I just wasn't loving. I I did some editing and released some photos um, with the the TV monitor. Yeah. But now that I've got this and it's got like what I think. Uh, 50 billion color no yeah. 50 million colors too I think. many colors too <laughs> it's oh, just colors. it's just way more like it's just like it's 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 a refined tool now you know i was using like a hammer to, to chisel and now i've actually got a chisel you know you know what's gonna really <clears throat> mess you up though is uh and, and i'm not saying this for this but like when it comes to video editing uh doing color grading yeah the only way you can truly do it is with a crt television because that'll show the true colors from the from how you did the video yeah like doing it on this sort of monitor it'll look great on that monitor yeah but you've got to normalize it and it's yeah. it's quite interesting because we learned a lot of that with uh broadcast standards yeah. and the good survivor and uh absolutely yeah. and and that's one thing that i learned uh in through uh like as, as just kind of like uh um a, a tool or at least something to keep in mind at all times is something I learned from radio broadcast school and learning audio audio editing and audio, audio manipulation. It was like, you have to think about the end product when you're building something. Like, it's not just about what you're building on your rig that's designed to build that thing. You have to think about, like, because I was taught in the frame, in the context of radio, somebody could be listening on a little tiny cheap wind up speaker they could be listening in their cars Mm -hmm. and there's a whole range of different you know stereo options for cars you could have somebody with subwoofers built in you could have somebody with just little tiny stock speakers uh somebody could be listening on their uh laptop speakers somebody could be listening on you know so you have to consider all of these different applications for how people are going to consume what you're creating and make it so that it's best for all that so i mean you get kind of a really center of the road model for for radio so it just kind of sounds good on everything 
You know, mm. you don't get too much bass, you don't get too much treble. It kind of like it just runs that line of there's so many different technologies available to view it. Uh, whereas then when it comes to movies, you get a little bit less, but you have to kind of consider is this going into a theater? Is this going to be released specifically for YouTube? Is this going to be released like on Vimeo? Yeah, like, that, that's a big thing. The sound between the sound. Yeah. Sound on YouTube versus sound for screening, right? So <laughs> no, um, Mr. Twin Peaks, <laughs> Mr. Lynch, he'll he'll like if he if he heard me saying this, he'd he'd hate it. But you have to consider if you want somebody like you want it accessible and approachable on a mobile device. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he says that you, there's no way that you think there's no way you're actually watching a film if you're watching a film on your phone, kind of thing. Yeah, or at least you're not engrossed. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. He says. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to consider the end product is basically what I'm saying, um, and uh, it it. Really really matters for yeah it's good to know that i need to like check my color correction when it comes to uh video editing because even for just photo editing i have to put it into facebook and look at it on my phone and like yeah. look at it on a different screen that's and where stuff. scopes become super important because the scopes don't like the scopes don't lie to you about the ranges right yeah even though the monitor like a red like a red or a blue on that monitor probably looks amazing but if you look at the scopes it could be over a little bit under a little bit yeah of exactly sort of stuff right so yeah yeah, and you it's can all, go crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's you can. It's something how that, that I'm stuff learning. Works right. Like, I mean, like how it's kind of like you get that. Uh, have you ever thought about what if the color red that I see is different than the color red yeah. someone else? It actually sees? is, and it between is between men right? and women. Apparently, we view color slightly differently. But I mean, not even slightly differently. Like, there's like there's people out there who are like partially colorblind and like stuff like that. So like like this yellow might not be yellow or maybe like I've I've always kind of wondered like um what if someone yeah looks at yellow as actually seeing red but they well, always thought it was like, like they they've been told that that's the you know what absolutely I, mean? I used to think I wonder and ponder Close about that as a kid all the time and like so what we can empirically say is that like the wavelength uh, like of the color like the vibration of the the reflected photons or whatever mm-hmm. is is precise everybody's seeing the same frequency but yeah. what your brain's interpreting it as yeah. could be completely different based on the number of rods and cones yeah and exactly totally, all sorts man. of factors yeah but I mean like it's it's so interesting that like you know um, you can be looking at a screen and it can be giving you like a, a different image than what like another one would. And it was so, it was so different between the PlayStation TV and this monitor. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, like we would be looking. So what we would do in order to kind of like counteract that is Steve would be sitting on the computer and we would have like our phones out and he would send a message in like Facebook Messenger or whatever, and then would or open, I'd, I'd put it on Dropbox or, or something. put it on Dropbox and would open the. Uh, open the photograph on our phone to see what it looked like on there just to be like well like how close does it actually look and like the images would look way different it's just so funny well and most people and i mean because i post to instagram as well and most people are on a kind of a smartphone so it gives you an idea of what this little black mirror looks like to everybody a little bit further uh the camera that you shot those pictures in also plays a factor as well oh yeah like one of one of the one of the things i'm looking at right now is i'm thinking about getting the um uh, magic, no magic lantern. A uh, black, the, the black, brain? black lantern. Well, there was that earlier, but the black lantern Ursa Mini. No, magic lantern, black lantern, black design Ursa Mini. But it's it's a uh, it's a film, a cinema camera, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is, because of its dynamic range, apparently it has like this purple hue 
on the on the on the like the the furthest end, mm-hmm. and some people like it because they're like, oh, it's kind of like sixteen millimeter stock, right? But other filmmakers are like, this is crap. Like it doesn't it doesn't have the dynamic range of a red camera, but you know it's yeah. also one tenth the price of a red camera, right? Well, yeah, it's funny because yeah. I was um, doing some research on the sixty D because mm-hmm. I was like looking at lenses and stuff over Christmas because I was trying to figure out what the heck to get Steve, and um, one thing. One thing that apparently is a problem with the 60D is if you're using Sigmas, it um, puts in a yellow tone for some reason, depending mm-hmm. depending on what uh, um, aperture you're at. Or oh, is it the aperture? Yeah, yeah. So depending where it's at, when you get to the higher end of the aperture range, it'll start inputting yellow tones. So like I was, and this was like, because um, I kind of did like a, uh like a shooting the northern lights workshop a little while ago and i couldn't figure out why my colors were like really green and everyone else was getting like and i I was using the same camera settings as other people and i'm like it's just so green and then when i changed the lens out to the 50 i was like oh okay it's like not as green anymore like what's going on right so it was like really interesting to see yeah and there's also like all sorts of color profiles you can add because the canon is really cool like that and like for filming one of the things that uh, i did very early on with uh with uh, my cameras is introduce uh, what's known as CineStyle, yeah. which is a really great way of introducing dynamic range mm-hmm. that gives you a lot more color and uh, exposure depth, right? Yeah, so, totally. I mean, you, you, we could do an entire series on this, right? And there's yeah. so many little things to learn. And, and, and it's, it's quite interesting because I think at the end of the day, uh, just like you did, you have to kind of consider well, what what was my goal? It's not about it's not about making the best possible image because that's very subjective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like one one version, <clears throat> one person's uh, best image is yeah. different from others. It's what what do you as a photographer want this to look like, and does it look like that on to other people on different yeah. invi- uh, different devices? Yeah, totally. Right. So it's uh, yeah, and it's quite interesting. I mean, uh, it's really cool to 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 see how you're going through that like learning curve of of all that stuff though. Yeah. Like it's, you can see a progression. Like if I like, I mean, I think it's only like just, it's just over a hundred photos or something like that on the Instagram account for Sapphire. But like, you can definitely see a progression in like technique and like play, trying different things. And like, I, I've always kind of been interested in the color casting, but like, it's like done in a completely different way now from a few of the other photos yeah. that I've done. So plus don't sell yourself short. I mean, yeah, a hundred photos, but how many hours did you put on each photo? Well, right? yeah, no, no. I mean, yeah. I, I just mean like, I just don't want to make it sound like I'm scrolling back through like thousands of photos just to look at my own work kind of thing. <laughs> oh yeah. <definitely. laughs> so um, what else? Uh, so yeah, just doing a lot of editing, um, doing a lot of writing. Well, uh, doing a lot of preparation anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not satisfied with what I've written so far, but uh, getting scripts ready for uh, for Nerdvana, the web series. Mm-hmm. Did a bunch of that over the weekend. Um, oh, yeah, and then I also filmed a, a quick sketch for, for the radio show. Yeah, I um, liked it. Yeah, it was it was it really like played into our hands. Uh, we like got a lot of lightning in a bottle with that because uh, it ended up just being even warmer than we were planning it because the whole the whole joke was to be like you know people can't wait for spring so the first sign of it they like ditch all thought of the winter whatsoever and like then the, you know you get that rude awakening when winter uh, actually I, sets I like back the, in again. I like the visual gag with the the dude uh, skidooing and that was that oh, was yeah. that was unplanned yeah. too. So like that was, oh, was uh, perfect. Just just somebody out there we don't even know who that was and they kind of like ripped by us as we were 
preparing and stuff mm. and we're like you know kind of curious but then when i set the camera up and like went back to lay down for that shot um yeah they just ripped by like just right on time and just, like, like couldn't the be way that his like head turned at the end like what are they doing yeah. like it's yeah. oh man really it made for cracked me up so, so the idea was that like i just kind of want to uh you know use uh, uh the the skills that i've got and also like use it as practice to kind of uh film really short like i'm, I'm calling them office cold opens yeah like i want to yeah. do that kind of like joke with like where you got like interview documentary interview kind of style and over top of like intercut footage of funny shit no, <laughs> that's then a really good minute idea. long you know just really quick like a digestible bites and just kind of hone the skills through that and i think the first one went really well i feel like maybe a little bit too well because like the next <laughs> one's gonna have to be just as good <laughs> it's not better yeah exactly cool um so that's what i've been up to ashley what have I been doing? What haven't I been doing is probably a better question. <laughs> what, what, what did you just finish? How dare you ask oh, me that question? Yeah, Saturday. so on, well, Friday, technically, I submitted my last unit for yes. school. And on Saturday, so normally what would happen is there were like six units that I had to do. And normally what would happen would I, I would submit it and then five to ten days later I would get my marks back from my tutor. She sent them to me first thing Saturday morning. She's like, unit F has been marked. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell, I've like failed, right? <laughs> so anyway, I get the mark and I ended up getting um, four A pluses and two A's, which my dad said, is pretty much a fail because I should have had all play A pluses. <laughs> of course, he was just joking. Um, but yeah, so now as of today, I have officially graduated because the paperwork would have gone through earlier this morning. So that's awesome. I Congratulations. Am officially yeah. an international event and wedding planner. That's super fancy. I know. I get IEWP trademark after my name. What you got fuck? letters. Nice. Letters, yeah. Like Kelly Litch. What up? No. <laughs> <Is> there <laughs> There's like this whole thing that Kelly Litch, like um, politician. Is that even how you say your last name? Uh, something Leech, like that. Something like that. Um, she like, there was this whole thing where apparently she has like 16 letters after her name and she was using them as like an elite status last week. It was, it was so something thought, to do, and I could be wrong, so somebody feel free to correct me, but it was something to do with saying that, uh, you know, it the Indian Act is no longer needed and they were saying like well why don't you ask the Indians and she was like I have so many letters, letters after, after my, my name. name I don't think I need to consult people uh, but then what she, what I'm talking but about. what she said was she had so many letters after her name and then if you counted them it wasn't actually the right amount or something so it was just like this hilarious thing but um, oh my god it's t- yeah. total, total snobbery elitism oh totally totally so I just thought it was really funny that yeah. I got letters after my name the week that like, someone was like, being a jerk yeah. about them but like four letters after your name is cool <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just one. It's one title thing. Yeah. So I was super excited about that. Um, I went to photography club yesterday. I All went right. and checked out the, uh, yeah, the Wood Buffalo Photography Club. That was pretty cool, actually. Uh, Matt and I went along. Um, Did you guys show off your cat pictures? <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, it Apparently. was pretty cool. So, so what they do uh, each meeting is they kind of have a theme and they ask people to submit the photos of the theme. And the one they did this week was Joy and uh, or this month. And Matt had the stupidest, dumbest, cutest picture of Squeaks ever. I'm sure you've seen it on like his social media. Mm. But holy smokes, like I might have to ask him if we can just post it in the podcast page because it's so dumb and so cute. Like everyone in the meeting cracked up when it came up on screen. <laughs> but um, yeah, so then like they kind of have like one of the members come and showcase like a part of their work that they've done. Um, this month they actually had two because uh, Katinka had been 
um, climb like doing ice climbing mm-hmm. in um, Jasper. So she was showing us some pictures of that. And then there was another lady who was like showcasing her photography over the years kind of thing. So it was really cool uh, to kind of check that out. So if anyone listening to this is in town and is interested in photography, um, come check out the photography club. They actually have um, a competition on at the moment called Fire and Ice. So if you capture like a photo that represents fire and ice um it has to be a new photo i guess uh mm. you could win like a hundred dollars for photo source or um your photo printed out on a canvas like 11 by 14 that's very cool which is kind of like a really cool thing i mean the membership fees are pretty cheap too so yeah 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 so that was something that and i like, did it's it's really nice that you were telling me all about it because i wasn't able to go because i was shooting that video yeah but it was really nice to hear that uh like like to know exactly where like that money that it doesn't even cost that much but your money to kind of join the club officially is going because they're planning yeah. to like set up workshops and yeah. shoots and like, and like pay models to sit and the next one um stacy is actually going to be teaching us how to like set up studio lighting and there's going to be a model and she's going to teach us about like lighting angles and stuff so Very cool. i think that's super cool like so that's something to do in town um man what else have i been up to are they a group or a, or a page they're a, a group. Okay. Oh, wait. Cool. I don't know. Okay. I'll have to double check. I think they're a group. It's a group. More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I taught our friend Amanda how to needle felt last What's week. What's needle felting? So needle felting is like you get unspun wool, so like chunks of wool, and you just stab it with a needle like over and over and over and over again until you make it into the shape that you want. So you can make all kinds of little things like um, like some people make like little socks or like sweaters or like scarves so or tiny what, animals you've, you've been to san diego comic-con uh we've yes. gone together um do you remember one of the booths uh called wool buddy where they had a gigantic wool tyrannosaurus rex yeah yeah vaguely like, yeah that thing is like needle fully 100 made of wool and it's just yeah. built up over time so, like, adding more and more colors and like felting it together yeah so i started like posting um photos of instagram of me needle felting a little like enclosure house thing for the hedgehog because like it's nice and warm snuggly whatever and then amanda was like oh man can you teach me how to do that and then when i showed her how to do it she's like is this seriously all you do you just stab this over and over and over again i'm like yep pretty much and she was like cool so then we just sat there for the afternoon and and did that so that was pretty cool yeah lots of fun nice that's awesome um i'm trying to think if there's anything else crazy obviously been working yeah. Like a whole lot. Well, yeah, the YMF, like YMM FMA has a couple of things that have been going on. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, today, the day that we're recording this podcast, the YMM IFF 2017 just opened for submissions. Yay! So if you guys want to get in on the early bird deadline, that includes fo- local filmmakers, now is the time. What is it? Five bucks? <coughs> it's pretty cheap. I don't yeah. know if it's $5, but it's low. It's the early bird rates, and I think it goes up by a range of like $30 more to the most expensive... Yeah. Uh, extended deadline we've yeah, this so year we are it. so prepared ahead of time like yeah we've got a wide a wide berth for submissions yeah uh so there'll be plenty of time to submit between now and uh i want to say may mm. and then after that we go into deliberation and we're actually holding this year's festival in november which means that if you're trying to aim for edmonton or toronto uh this year you can submit without yeah. ruining your your premiere status mm-hmm. yeah and then still screen at the Fort Marie International. Yeah, so, rather than waiting a whole year. To yeah, because you know what? Film. Whatever. We, we know 
we know we're um, the girl next door. We're kind of the little guy. It, we're the Betty to the Veronica that is Edmonton <laughs> and Toronto. And we understand that, but we'll always be here waiting for you. Yeah. And we'll love you. We care. We <laughs> Unlike care. that Veronica that expects so much of you. Yeah, we the will. Veronica we will <laughs> shower you with affection. Yes, it's true. Yeah. It's true. We do. We really do love our filmmakers. That we do. Yeah, that, and and it's uh, really nice to know that uh, we're already getting submissions. Like, I and know. It, like, it really, it really, t- it, it's happened the last few years in a row now too. Uh, it really tickles me. It really makes me so happy when filmmakers get to come. Yes. Get to get to get to join us. Yeah. And we get to like show off for McMurray in like in in our perspective from our you know. From from the way that we see it, and uh, we've gotten some some good feedback too. I mean, some some people who even who haven't been able to attend, or some people who have been able to attend, uh, all pretty much pretty impressed with how the festival's gone. And I think that th- yet again this year we're going to improve it, we're going to expand it and evolve it and make it even better. It's for good sure. Times. I'm excited <clears throat> so, for that. So and and along the same lines, uh, this this uh, weekend we actually announced uh, our our winter reels uh, for yeah winter, winter, play. winter play. The festival is like kind of like coming together. Like mm-hmm. shootout on the Sny happened first because they had to open up registration. You yep. can actually see them clearing the the rinks on the Sny right now. Yeah. Um. And uh, the dates have been like locked in for the Winter Play Festival. And you know, there's all kinds of stuff that's going to be coming: family skates and uh, artistic uh, community stuff, and including winter reels. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so this year again, uh, we're doing the kickoff for the 48 hour film challenge on February the 17th. And then on February the 25th, uh, we're going to be doing the screening, which is going to include a screening of Guardians of the Galaxy, which, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, might have something to do with the film challenge elements. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) the the reason we're screening Guardians of the Galaxy is because this year the sequel comes out. Yeah, we're so excited. We love you, James Gunn. Is is it that soon? I I thought it was like June. I think it's the first one. No, it starts with the first one. See, the March or May. So it's definitely May. Yeah. They're, they're okay. not going to do a March May. release. March is way too soon, which I believe Batman versus Superman yeah. learned last year. <laughs> yeah. Marcha. Yeah. yeah, we're going we're gonna to make oh, money shoot. all the way down to August. Have we done? <laughs> what day is it? That's funny. That's, that, that's Why did you say that month? Do. Why did you say that month? <laughs> Marcha. Uh, did you guys put in Marcia. your um, your entries for our uh, cinema? What? What thing? What the got, Oscar pool? No, no, no. What are you talking I about? I forgot what it's called. I I copycatted. I copycatted the Alberta filmmakers podcast. They're doing a. Uh, it's almost like a sports fantasy draft, but you do it with movies. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I so couldn't I figure said, out the website. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, I'll show you after this. But like, yeah. it looks super cool. So you just choose like which mo- like you have like a cinema so you have your own like theater and it gives you like eight screens so you decide which movies you're going to put on the screens for that week and then whoever's cinema makes the most money wins the pool and it's just based on box office numbers from week to week yeah exactly it's pretty cool it's so cool so i thought there might be a cool addition to our summer um wager yeah especially be that way you're locked in right yeah exactly Um, uh so actually it's interesting that you talk about pools and such because um, uh, theater just because Steph Link, who is 
doesn't need a company name. She's just Steph Link. She's that mm-hmm. big of a deal. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the Fort Murray Filmmakers Association are doing an Oscar viewing party Yay. at the Tavern on Main. I'm so excited for that. It's it is be pretty so exciting, fun. actually. And it's so funny because it kind of put a little bit of a fire under everyone's butt in, uh, in regards to like, oh, we should probably watch all the Oscar films. Yeah. Now, right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really good contenders here. So it's going to be February the 26th. So it'll be the day right after Winter Reels. Yeah. So it's be like a big cinema weekend for Fort Murray. Movie weekend. Yeah, exactly. And I think it'll be a lot of fun because uh, I think the last time we did an Oscar viewing party was actually at the Old Nerd Vaughn. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So which was a lot times. of fun. Looking, looking forward. Do you to remember that, that ringer? There was no bar there. Yeah, no bar there. Yeah. There's going to be a bar. Obviously, we're having it in a bar. But um, do you remember that chick who came to that one? And she was like a total Oscar. Oh yeah. Whole like ringer. She was totally. Um, she took us all to Matt school. Matt Damon in Rounders. Yeah. Yeah. Was like <laughs> she's just crunching the numbers. She lost everything the year before, and now she's like, I'm totally going to win this year. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she schooled us all. <laughs> Give me my fucking. Enchiladas. She won. She won something cool. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but yeah. So, uh, really looking forward to that. Like February's gonna looking like it's gonna be a really great month. Um, yeah, I'm just really happy that the Fort Memorial Filmmakers Association is kicking off the year right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like things are just coming hard and fast. And yeah, it's great because we've got these events happening in February. Then we got a little bit of a lull, and then we got like uh, summer along with. Um, like there's a couple of things like uh, I, I'm trying to think what we did last summer around June, July. Oh, no, we did the uh, workshop with StoryHive last yeah. like April, March, yeah, April. Getting ready to yeah, do Nirvana. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, speaking of which, uh, StoryHive actually it was today was submission day for uh, for the digital shorts. The oh, female was director's it? edition. I was actually seeing on the StoryHive feed. The deadline? They of still course. haven't learned to blur people's addresses Uh-oh. on uh, those You guys, come on. <laughs> but that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty exciting. Oh, and uh, before we close off on uh, on Winter Reels, uh, you guys, will, um, the really cool graphics for the events were done by Steve Reeve. They I was actually cool. I was actually going to have like, did you, did you like the colors? Because <laughs> the colors are great because I got a new monitor, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But actually, yeah, the... the, uh, the uh, I really did have fun making that and I kind of had like this picture in my head and it ended up be, it was like a little bit different it was going to be a little bit more retro and like kind of like uh, pop art-ish I was mm-hmm. going to like kind of like flatten out the the images of the of the actors and stuff like that but then I just like kind of pieced it together the way it was and it just started looking so cool yeah. <laughs> I was just like no I just got to kind of leave it the way it is and just pop the colors a little bit and <laughs> uh, it, it art, actually just made me I almost had to put the movie on. I was so pumped for it. And then I'm like, no, it's going to be a month. And we're going to be watching it at the McMurray Experience along with the 48 Hours. I actually hours, watched like, it again over the holidays just because like, it is such an, a good entertaining movie yeah. Yeah. to just put on in the background. I think that's a testament to how good of a movie it actually is. Yeah, you that's just feel thing, like reaching for it. One yeah. thing that we totally have to watch though is Belko Experiment. Which is like the latest James Gunn film. I need to see that film. Really interesting. So bad. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to check it He's out. He's been pimping it out on his Facebook mm-hmm. like crazy. I kind of want to rewatch the Scooby Doo movie. I don't know did he guys. do that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he did. Wow. Yeah, that's I remember, why it's I remember that's why it's, it's it ridiculous like but tolerable. Surprised. Yeah, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. Well, uh, Balco is like. Um, it's like a battle royale meets office space, apparently. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm, that's, I'm pretty, that's quite interesting. I think that was the way they described it. Or maybe it was like the office, but. Yeah. So like, um, uh, it's quite interesting because you think about re- rewatchability, like I, 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 I genuinely think that Civil War is a really good movie to just be playing in the background. Oh, totally. We literally yeah. did that on New whereas, Year's. Whereas like Batman versus Superman is not. No. Yeah. Like Batman versus Superman, it, like that, that is a testament on, on, 
why it's a bad movie because like the movie is happening and you're just like it's just trying to get to stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas civil war like because we we like hang out here on new year's mm-hmm. and we just threw it on the screen and anytime i looked up i knew exactly where we were in the story mm-hmm. like and i that was my second watch of civil war yeah. like it's it's so simple it's well thought out like yeah whereas and batman versus superman you, well, you, you look up and you're kind of like oh shit i can't remember where this is there's a lot going no, on no there is so yeah. much going on but but what i love about it is that they employ fucking visual story storytelling the art of cinema they if you look at the screen and we were we didn't have the audio on we just had it on while we were like getting ready uh getting the house ready preparing to have people over getting snacks cooked like things like that and so it was just kind of on in the background with the subtitles on and you could just look up and just like um who is it like scorsese or 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 john landis or somebody who would famously Martin like scorsese. was it scorsese would yeah. watch films uh muted um just to watch the edits like it was uh it was kind of fun uh being able to look at it and be able to, you you can tell people's motivations without any dialogue without yeah. any delivery it's just Plus, just there by was the a framing to everything too because as you as you pointed right. out while we were watching we were listening to music in the background, unrelated to the movie, and it was amazing how it well it would hit the beats. The beats. Yeah, yeah. Like it was more awesome. often than should just be coincidental. Yeah, like it's clearly like there's a dance, there's a choreography going on, and there's a pacing that was like really, you know, it's it's that's how that's good. And then you get Batman versus Superman, and you're like, I can't. It's like white people trying to find the beat. Like it's just like I can't. <laughs> Whereas when do I step in? Okay, yeah. no, I'll just sit on the yeah, wall. Yeah, and I think <laughs> it's so interesting because you know uh, fanboys of of DC will say that well, Civil War is a uh, was a much more simple story but it really wasn't and if anything they were taking on a lot with so many new characters and yeah. such to make it look easy and to make you is care a testament about to how well everything was balanced right mm-hmm. so yeah because everyone everyone got like at no point did i feel like we need more of this and less of that in that there's movie. there was no there was no uh slipknot mm, of that movie yeah we were just like Oh, he didn't get an intro. That's weird. But he's like one of the team. Oh, no, he's dead already. Okay, I guess that was yeah. a big fake it, But out. I mean, we should have seen it coming when Slipknot's first first scene in that movie was him punching a woman and saying she had a mouth. Yeah. I'm like, okay, now we want him to die. Well, exactly. So. He's got to earn it. <coughs> but yeah. So, um, I mean, a lot of stuff going on with the YMMFMA. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of stuff going on with Nerdvana the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of writing and such. So. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, again, I know we already gave him uh, a little jerk for uh, for uh, bonus time podcast, but uh, Matt did an awesome job uh, with his first foray into into eight bit pixel art. Yeah. Wasn't that sweet? And made uh, made an old like it's kind of like a Nintendo black box cartridge game NES game for Duke of the Swords. Yeah. If we oh, yeah yeah if so we sick. haven't posted it on the Wyoming podcast page already, we um, we'll share it on there keep, so that I keep you guys can check it out. Uh, to, be, to, to write the script that he's supposed to be writing instead of making other <laughs> I know, stuff. I know. The but, other it's, night, but it's like, awesome. But it's when awesome. When he posted that, it, when he posted, I uh, I felt so bad because one, it, it was really good. It's yeah. really great, really yeah. great pixel art. Uh, and two, he was really proud of it. Yeah. But he posted it. I'm like, that's really sweet, man. How's the script coming along? Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I felt so bad as soon as I posted it because I'm like, oh, I just took the wind out of his sails yeah. so bad. <laughs> but, I, but I've been like purposefully doing it as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's, oh, it's in the garbage. I, he made, actually, I he, made sure to hype him up heaps. But then the other night he like. It's so good. Post- well, he posted like another like variation of it. And he's like, oh, man, just like learning this pixel art, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, no, he was talking about. Oh, he said he had read your script, mm-hmm. and he was like, 
uh, talking to me about it, and I was like, "Just write yours, man. Like, just just sit." Just yeah, it's funny. He's he was telling just me he's like, I think down. I need to like, I think I need to like wait until Tito writes his and then read them and then like see what's up. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. Like the whole point of this is you just to, to write it, it yeah. Bubble, yeah. And then we bring it all together, and then everybody's scripts kind of get changed and morphed and fit together like and a jigsaw puzzle. I was, was kind of laughing at that too because isn't he the third script or fourth? He's He's got a really early script. Yeah, three. Yeah, so like it's a super early script in the story, right? And then I was like, dude, I'm script number eight. Mine literally happens after everyone else's stuff. So like if you think you're confused, like. That's why you just got to write it. Just so you know. As hard as it is, um, you just got to write it. it, Spoiler alert for people uh, or a little bit of a sneak peek from the director. Um, (laughs) Holy shit, Evil Ash has a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Like the scripts I've yeah. written, I'm like, whole. It, it's like one episode is essentially her fucking monologuing, yeah. like, like nice. syndrome. Yes. I like, yeah, I was reading your thing and I was like, oh my gosh, Evil Ash. Like, I don't associate. She's such a bee. Well, I don't, <laughs> like, it's funny because I read it and I like, Ash is me, mm, right? Like, I'm like, I, I am It's actually Ash, Ashley. Whereas, oh, sorry. I like, am I talking super loud? Well, you just got closer, that's all. Oh, okay. Um, like you're good i find that uh evil ash i'm like oh my god she's such a tyrant i hate her but like you know it's supposed to be me or whatever so like yeah i'm reading these like super long monologues and i'm like oh man she's such a bee and now i'm like wait a second that's me and i have to try and memorize i'm gonna have to memorize this man uh, it reminds me of and i mean we know evil ash is evil obviously her fucking name is evil ash (laughs) um it's we'll make that very clear she is the antagonist but um it actually reminds me of when agents of shield went into i think in season two it was Mm. pretty sure towards the end of season two there's the episode turn 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 and there's a video of Elizabeth Henstridge um, uh, Simmons who, yeah. who reads the like the like the red paper last few pages of the script that had been withheld from the script that she had so far because oh, it contains yeah, yeah, yeah. a big spoiler. And her reading about how somebody was actually a Hydra agent the whole yeah, time, yeah. like yeah. she like freaks out reading it. It's such a good video. I think it was um, yeah. I think it was uh, Ming No Wen filming or Chloe Bennett filming. That's her. really cool. But like just so cool, and it like kind of reminds me of that like like. We we view them as the characters, but like they're actors, they're doing a job, they're playing yeah, a role, yeah. they're bringing that character out and bringing it to real life so that we can enjoy these stories. But like they also get to enjoy it on that level too. And like recently, I've been wa- I, I'm a huge fan of Mandy Moore, like in everything she does. Mm. Maybe not so much the candy pop days, but I don't think she's <laughs> so much of a fan of that either. But uh, but musically in films, uh, I just like and just in real life, she just seems like a fantastic soul. And uh, she's been working on that show, This Is Us, with Mil- Milo Ventimiglia lately. Yeah, and I. Really really need to watch this show but apparently like episode one episode two episode three gonna make you cry five minutes in like it's just a really harrowing dramatic tale and it's kind of like the story told over time of a couple uh going through life you know being together having a child and all that stuff um but it it like she's been posting photos of like their behind the scenes fun stuff uh before they're shooting and while they're reading new scripts and things and like it's like every script that they get she's crying <laughs> reading it and I'm like she's in it she's like the main character yeah. like to have that emotional connection as somebody who like just well, it, like that that's their job yeah. you know like what i mean like you can mm-hmm. get desensitized to it and you can come in and just kind of put the role on which is what i see in kind of other like i think donald glover and his troy character i think he fell out of love with it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i think that kind of happened where like he just wasn't feeling that emotional connection anymore uh, which is just you know it's kind of fascinating to see on the sidelines but i like it so much more when well, an actor is I, loving what they're doing my personal take on on the whole donald donald glover thing was i think he more than anyone didn't see why troy and britta would date 
Yeah. Like, I think that's where the disconnect happened and it was hard to come back from that, right? Yeah. And it never was quite the same. Because it was and like, why, why would Troy... Troy had to change that? so much. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, like, yeah. So, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff uh, happening with Nirvana behind the scenes. We've been trying to give you guys a lot of updates online and it's great. Our fan base is actually responding really well. Like the, the, that eight bit poster when I reposted on the Nirvana page, people were jumping right on yeah. top of it. Right. What, yeah. What's great is that like we did a real, like we did a real slowdown over the holidays and we were kind of collecting ourselves. And, and I mean, every time people have been asking about us, we've been very clear, but like, we are not done yet. We're like just working on things. It's, 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 it's a in, inhaling time. And then we're going to exhale kind of mm-hmm. soon and, and actually release some stuff. But the, the, the fan base grew. Yeah. Well, we weren't doing hardly anything, you know, like we were, went from daily posts and like constant engagement to not putting out a whole lot and just kind of being like, hey, we're still here. We're still working on stuff, <laughs> but we're busy. And people still just kept the likes just kept like yeah, going up it, on the like, pages. It surprised me over the holidays because <clears throat> when we were starting to plan, I was like, oh, I should I should log into the social media yeah. again. And there was like all these notifications that I had missed. And I'm like, holy shit. And the only thing I can think of is just that like more more people are seeing it. Like they're catching yeah. it on YouTube. They're watching it at the film festivals that it's been accepted at. They're, I think yeah. that's a big factor yeah. too because and that people, the Nirvana is up to six. And people wouldn't be searching it out seeking it out and liking it if they didn't like what they were seeing you know yeah. what i mean so it's so, really i mean i, I still really uh, good. i mean not to toot our own horn but i th- i think the, the pilot is very solid and it's a really good foundation yeah. where we can start building up from and and uh <laughs> and trust us like we're not um we're very much planning this bible in, in an intricate matter not not just to tell a good story for season one but to set up future seasons and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff so I mean, it's uh, if if people keep liking it and keep supporting it, uh, you know, even just sharing it, even as little as that. Yeah. Even if we are asking for money and like you don't have any, but you're able to just tell people about it, like that is just huge for us. And as long as that keeps happening to a level where we can actually get money to make this happen, I think we're just going to keep doing it. Like it just it's yeah, because it, it's a lot. That of pilot fun, was right? so much fun, and uh, it's it's scary but also exciting to kind of like go, come out from under like the story hive wing, which is I think exactly what they want, right? Like I, I think without a doubt, get that's kicked what story off, wants. learn what it takes to kind of compete, and then make some stuff, and hopefully you get funding from other sources. And I think that they would just be so thrilled, yeah. Uh, just as thrilled as us to see it get off the ground. I mean, I think Storyhive from the get-go basically said that their mandate is to help people get into the scene, right? Yeah. So now that, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, not to say that, not to not to diminish what Storyhive has done for us, but there, we already had a pretty solid nerd background before going into Storyhive. Yeah. I think it was just a matter of of connecting the dots, right? So, uh, no, it's, it's a good feeling when you're doing something you really care about. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's so fulfilling when you when you see it coming together, right? So. I actually had like, it was a funny experience because uh, it's it's a really cool thing to like put things out there into the world and then like have, have it come back at you like when you're not really expecting it because I was uh, working, uh, you know, for the radio station recently out on location and uh, somebody who was also at the spot where I was working kind of like came up and was asking me about the, like what, what what's this nerd, nerd thing that I heard about? Like you guys, you have got like a show? <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> like we, we made a pilot for a web series so like we made a like short like film you know less than 10 minutes kind of thing um and uh yeah like that's that's online and they're like oh so like more on the way and i'm like well you know kind of planning to and, and they, <laughs> how much you got in your pocket right now <laughs> <laughs> not even that it was it was like it was like okay so like how do i find it so i just wrote down a couple keywords to search and they kind of disappeared and then like came back like 15 minutes later and like i had i thought that this was going to go in a pocket they're gonna if they watched it at all watch it like later on tonight or something like that when they're sitting at home with nothing else to do like came up like 15 minutes later from like the downstairs of the area and was just like so when you guys make it more of that, like, come on, like that was that was pretty tight kind of thing. So it's just really fun to see, like you know, 
the, it, it, it builds that attention and uh, and people seeing like that's the whole point of it you make something to be seen and people seeing it and liking it is the best thing yeah, yeah. for sure cool How, uh, what are we running at right now uh, just about an hour Oh, right that's on. a good place so to close it I think maybe, maybe. maybe we should close it off I think uh, did you have anything else that's from the last little bit no really honestly just like really looking forward to seeing how a nerd run of the series is going um yeah it's pretty good yeah, stuff i think uh stuff. i think one of the one of the other things um is that like i personally feel like this is a very homegrown show in fort murray mm-hmm. and while it takes place in a fictional universe as it were like there's like the limit is our imagination right now and that's really awesome and it really allows us to kind of like uh bring in some of the homegrown talent that that might not have gotten a lot of attention in the past right so i i feel that like there's we're gonna see more characters and we're gonna see a lot of really cool stuff over uh as it develops but yeah i think that the big message here is if you've got an idea and it's and it's like a positive thing that you want to create and bring some positivity into the world Absolutely, we need more of that this year, yeah. more than ever. Oh, even yeah. even if it's not even all that positive and it's satirical, like t- talk about brutally honest things through comedy. Yeah, <laughs> make I, us laugh with it. I'll, I'll, and I'll give you the probably the best, the be- the greatest example I can with regards to Nirvana. It's not like it just happened last year. Nirvana was formerly known as Comic Book Wednesday. Yeah, and it's yeah. just. You know, <clears throat> if your idea doesn't work right now, it doesn't mean it's not going to eventually w- work. Yeah. yeah. You just got to... And like all the things that didn't make it into the pilot yeah. like are still floating in the ether to go into other episodes yeah. if it fits. Yeah, and like you got to so. filter, you got to look at it, and you got to... you got to One, you've got to listen to uh, creative... Uh, or sorry, um, uh, creative feedback. Yeah. Uh, and, and that being said, as lo- that it is creative feedback, knowing the difference, but also like... It's quite interesting to see, like now that we we have it as Nirvana the series, it's so obvious that that's what it always should have mm-hmm. been. Yeah, but but that's not to say that some of the comic book Wednesday elements won't also work their way into this eventually. Too. And there's no way that like I mean, I I, I kind of think about how we have these like anth- anthology pieces already written for mm-hmm. comic book Wednesday. It'd be really great to just do like a treehouse of horrors kind of thing yeah. once once a season like do a an episode, episode that's non-canonical fuck that's brilliant. and just do one of those anthologies and then piece it all together over like a, a yeah. matter of series. anyway so you like so like it all like can it. get pieced together and all can work together like in different ways uh and uh you just gotta like you were gonna say just do it put it out there yeah do it yeah. and and if if mark one doesn't work mark two comes after that right yeah, and yeah. you just keep refining your idea do you have anything you'd uh, like to say to our audience this bonus time MF. What? what is this? Right a here. crossover? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was ready to say that. So um I, I just wanted to say one thing, guys. Um have you guys ever have you ever heard of uh trauma marketing? Have you ever heard of this before? No. <laughs> okay, well I just invented it because <laughs> So first first of all, so first break of all, who are bones. you? Uh, I, I am uh Matt Salem of Bonus Time it's, Podcast. It's theater of the mind. People, uh, new episode people need you to of, attribute of, to of yourself. Bonus time every Wednesday. Um yeah, every every Wednesday for life now. I've already made that promise. Um, but okay, so so trauma Weekly marketing. Uh, something I just tried out is you give someone really shocking, terrible news, and then you throw in whatever you want to sell like right after because you know that that thought is going to be in their mind for like ever. That because it's such a traumatic thing, and then you just toss in the name of your podcast right at the end because then they'll remember that traumatic thing, but they'll also remember your. Uh, 
<laughs> but then, but then they'll just associate your brand with that excessively crappy thing you told them. <laughs> Did you hear that uh, thirty thousand orphans just died in a mudslide? And <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hey. Anyway, any marketing good Mc, marketing, Egg right? McMuffins are one ninety nine yeah. at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trauma well, that's marketing. Amazing. That's amazing. TM. Did you, uh, TM. Which, okay. Did Did you know that that McDonald's right now is uh, they're about to start all day breakfast? See, that would be for Saskatchewan. If you're near, you can go. The, it, that would be great for me if it wasn't the only thing I ever have there because I just love their coffee in the it, morning. Isn't it weird like, being an adult? Because yeah. it used to be like you never right. caught. <laughs> McDonald's breakfast. No, you never caught it. But now it's <laughs> never like up every in time and, and able to get there. And now it's like that's the only chance wraps. to eat McDonald's I ever it's a get. Great thing. It's a great thing there. I'm but, loving it. I mean, oh, oh my god, so sorry. How much did they pay you? <laughs> <laughs> they paid me in the French fries. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. So um, uh, we were just wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, Matt, for stopping in yeah, and uh, no, plugging no bonus time. Yeah. Our uh, our little sister yeah. podcast that we yeah. uh, tend to <laughs> new episode every to visit every so often for my life. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so I guess on behalf of Todd, um, uh, this for this episode of the YMM podcast, I am Tito. I'm Steve. I'm Ash. And I'm also Matt here from Bonus Time <laughs> Podcast. Get on out of here with you, my eye holes. <laughs> we, we shall see you next set. Bye. YMM Podcast, a T-Man Entertainment production in association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find out more at ymmpodcast.com.